0: good evening everyone I welcome you here to Our Lady of Wisdom Catholic Church on the campus of UL very happy to have Chris and Jessica's family and friends here also very happy to welcome Father Garrett McIntyre who was vicar here a number of years back and is now pastor at St. Bernard's in Brobe Ridge. You know as I was preparing for today's homily I realized that You two were here when I first got here in 2010. Jessica just started as a freshman when I got here, and Chris, I believe, was a sophomore. And so to realize that we've known each other now for almost nine years, it's a testament to something that I've begun to experience now being here almost a decade, that people who were students back in the day and now consider friends. And so it is a blessing to be able to do this wedding for you, not only as your pastor, but also as your friend. And so, of course, friends share things in common. So one of the things over the years that particularly Jessica and I have shared in common is our love for music, particularly maybe some alternative hipster type of music And so I realized that today is possibly the only chance I will ever have in my life as a priest to talk about my favorite band Radiohead (laughs) during a wedding homily. And so that's exactly what I'm gonna do particularly their 1997 album, OK Computer, which of course is one of the best albums in the history of rock and roll. It's a concept album for those who don't know it, but I do suggest you go on Spotify on your way home and listen to it. (laughs) The songs all deal with life in modern society and what we as humans do in facing alienation, isolation, in our technocratic culture, hence the name OK Computer. And again, it's summed up in a song that's right in the middle. The song is called Fitter, Happier. It's actually a computer-generated voice. that's speaking random slogans. In the beginning the song, slogans all deal with positive, happy things that we like to hear. But as it goes on, it becomes a little bit more dark, a little bit more twisted, a little bit more strange. And the album has been sort of reviewed and critiqued in a number of different ways, but ultimately, the album is a commentary on a culture that lives only on the surface. Everything looks great. If you do this, you'll be happy. If you buy this, life will be wonderful. However, If you go beyond the appearances, the shining veneer, you realize that there's a lot of loneliness, There's a lot of despair, there are a lot of things that are not correct. Now, you're probably asking yourself and everyone else, Father, what in the world does Radiohead have to do with what we're here to celebrate today, this joining in sacred matrimony? I think it has a lot to do with it, particularly for the gospel that you two chose. A very famous passage from the beginning of Matthew chapter 5. The Beatitudes. It's the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus' most important teaching. All of the essential elements of the gospel are contained in those three chapters. But if you look at it, I believe that you can see the Sermon on the Mount as sort of the antithesis, potentially even the antidote for the existence, the life presented in okay computer. And so the Beatitudes, sort of like fit or happier, it sums up the entire message, the entire Sermon on the Mount. So, what is the message of the sermon, Sermon of the Mount that you took this passage from? If you go over and you look at it, you see that Jesus is saying, to follow me, you can't live on the surface. It can't be something purely exterior. You've got to go deeper to find true holiness, to the interior, to the heart and the center of your being and so that's the message that we are all called to go deeper into the interior life it's not what it's on the surface that matters it's not so much what you do that matters but what's so crucial is the intention that lies in the heart and so if you look over the whole entire sermon you'll see that Jesus says you've heard it was said don't commit murder don't break this law but I say don't even in your hearts hold anger towards someone else. He also says, when you give alms, don't sound a trumpet, don't put on this big show, but give it in secret, where only the Father in heaven sees you. And of course, before you start plucking splinters out of other people's eyes, look into your own heart, into your own eye, and pick out that beam. The sermon constantly calling us to go deeper to examine the interior and examine our hearts. And so on that point, more than okay computer, I want to exhort both of you to begin your married life together. Because there's gonna be a temptation to be that perfect couple on the outside who are busy, who are involved, Who are always smiling, who are productive, who are well connected, who are devout, who do everything well. But that's the surface. But over the years, there's that great temptation to sort of neglect what's really important. And so we see it a lot in relationships. On the outside, it looks great, but on the inside, the couple distances themselves. There's alienation, anger, loneliness, and resentment. Instead of that, I want you, challenge you, to live authentically. Not on the surface, but deep down in what it means to be Christian. Genuine love, genuine life, which means what? You're not always going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes. It's not always going to be easy. But with God's grace, you're going to be able to find a deeper fulfillment. Because this is the meaning of the Beatitudes. You know what? Sometimes you're going to mourn. Bad things are going to happen. There's going to be suffering and death. But that's the reality. With God's grace, you can press through. Sometimes in your marriage, you're going to face injustice. Things that you don't think are fair. maybe you do to each other you see that are done to your children or family members or friends stand up for what is right and sometimes of course that anger that resentment that bitterness be peacemakers learn to forgive and in doing this and living genuinely and facing the good times and the bad and the struggles and not trying to put on that veneer of perfection that everything is wonderful you're going to find blessedness, happiness, something the world can't give, but only the Lord through his grace. That's only going to be if you live from the heart, live authentically, live with each other in Christ. And so this is what I think, though, in wrapping it up, is the power of the sacrament. You heard it in the second reading. You, too, are going to be that witness, that sign to the world of Christ's love for the church. And the reality is Tom York was sort of a prophet. The world talked about an okay computer where technology separates people, where there's so much loneliness and alienation, needs your witness of genuine, authentic, real human love, which is animated by Christ. In that world that that turns to technology to mediate genuine relationships, we turn to politics to resolve problems, and others seek after ways to numb the pain and not face reality. You can be that great sign of hope, a sign of Christ's love for the world that is in darkness, his light that brings freedom, happiness, and grace. Amen.